opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Hey, what do you do when you get a guy from Massachusetts and a guy from New York sitting in the same room, but the guy from Massachusetts isn't here today? It's time for another edition of Crowley to the Sun right here on WTBR 89.7 FM in Pittsfield. Give us a call right here at 413-445-5943 and a sports talk party on a Tuesday. Let's go! Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Cronin and the Zook right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Beautiful day out, a little bit overcast, not too bad. Robbie Zucker going solo right now. We may hear from Sean. Of course, we'll hear from Ralph Romeo on his regular Tuesday segment. And, uh, of course, we'd love to hear from you. 413-445-5943. What a great weekend, man. What a crazy baseball weekend. Lots to talk about. Um, boy, the end of the draft, the Knicks, the Nets, what they did, Kyrie Irving last night, of course, uh, coming back to the Nets. Uh, Durant, I guess, wanted it that way. So we'll talk basketball. Obviously, the, the Colorado Avalanche with their amazing uh, third period, uh, one of the greatest defensive third periods I've ever seen in a Stanley Cup final game uh, with the chance to win the cup on the uh, opponent's uh, you know, ice, and uh, it's a pretty amazing what they accomplished, and uh, also what Tampa Bay's accomplished as well. So we'll talk about the Stanley Cup and the future of uh, hockey next year, and the Rangers, and maybe a little about the Bruins and stuff, and see what happens because the Bruins are going to be really beat up. But uh, anyway, so uh, we'll start with baseball. Last night, of course, uh, the Yankees again coming back from behind. I think they have 24 come from behind wins right now. And uh, last night they defeated the Oakland, the pathetic Oakland A's. Boy, how would you like to be an A's fan? Seriously. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit of this with Ralph about the unfairness of baseball and the ridiculousness of the, you know, the luxury tax. And the fact that a lot of these teams don't even spend a lot of money, have a lot of billionaire owners that are just not spending money, especially in Oakland. So last night, of course, the Yankees are down 5-1. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, not a great start at all. Six and two-thirds, uh, five runs. They had a bad, you know, bad inning. He uh, he hit a batter, and then that led to, uh, to an Oakland. Uh, inning in which they scored uh, four runs and, and took the lead five to one. But the Yankees come back. Home runs by Stanton. A, a first home run. A uh, home run by by Rizzo last night. Rizzo's been great. Let's face it. I know the batting average is low, but he's been fantastic. He really has been. So so uh, Stanton goes uh, for home run last night. And uh, even even Donaldson, who I've been on all year about his lousy batting average and his lousy RBI total, gets a two uh, um, two run double. Uh, last night to uh, put the Yankees in front. They scored six runs, um, you know, I believe in the seventh inning last night to to win the game 9-5. Red Sox last night lose to Toronto. Kevin Gosman, terrific game, seven innings, four innings, uh, four, excuse me, seven innings, uh, four earned runs, and uh, two given up by the uh, bullpen. But uh, the Red Sox lose right now. So uh, right now the, the Yankees are 12 games in front. 
It's really interesting. When you look at the Red Sox and the Yankees, like 19 and 5, I believe, or 20 and 5 for the Yankees, 19 and 5, I believe, for the Red Sox over the course of the month of June. And I think the Red Sox actually lost the game in the standings, even though they're nine, you know, 19 and 5. So, so the Red Sox, uh, you know, playing real good baseball last night, of course. They lose to Gausman last night, but uh, they'll play Toronto again tonight. And then, and then the Yankees continue their series with the Oakland Athletics tonight. So it should be fun at the stadium. It's been unbelievable so far. I mean, you know, what can you say? The Yankees are 54-20. and 20. I mean, not much to complain about as a Yankee fan, I'll tell you that. And if you're a Red Sox fan, you know what? Give Cora credit. Give these players credit. I mean, you know, they've turned it around. And I knew the Red Sox were turning around. I mean, Sean was really, like, nervous. And I said, Sean, listen, man. They're going to turn this around, you know. You know, Alex Cora is a great manager. And, you know, they have good talent. So, you know, they've turned it around. And who knows? You know, the team that's hot come playoff time. I mean, stranger things have happened, you know, in baseball. And that's why it's not a, you know, I tell this to my buddy Gerard all the time if he's listening out there. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So, 413-445-5943. What about this crazy weekend against the Houston Astros in which the Yankees get no hit? I mean, it was embarrassing. I have to be honest with you. I'm glad I didn't see the game. I was out taking care of my mom. I'm glad my my mom's well. I was spending time at BMC this week, (laughs) Berkshire Medical Center. You don't want to spend a long time there. Let me tell you something. Six hours in the ER is not fun, but my mom's doing great. So, hi, Mom, if you're listening. I love you. Um, you know, it's it was a crazy game. I mean, they just couldn't hit, and they couldn't hit for 16 innings the next day. I'm watching the game the next day, and for six innings, they're getting no hit. So, for 16 innings, the Yankees did not get a hit. Between the last game of the ninth inning uh, in game number two, to game number four, uh, three, and then to game number four, in which the Yankees didn't put up a run until the seventh inning. Obviously, Judge with a three-run walk-off home run in the tenth inning. Aaron winning both games on a walk-off. And if you're a Yankee fan, you know, hey, you're happy. I mean, we can't st- still can't get Jose Altuve out. I mean, let's face it. Guy comes up with the first pitch the other day from Cortez, bang, out of the ballpark. But, uh, you know, the Yankees have shown resilience. The only thing like concerns me, like I said, great record. But relying a lot on the home run last night, getting a few hits and not relying so much on the home run already. But, uh, you know, the Yankees rely a lot on home runs. And we'll see. It's a long season and so forth. But right now the pitching has been great. It's been carrying them a lot because there's been a lot of times, let's face it, where the Yankees have not had, uh, you know, a, a lot of hits during a game. And the pitching has been right there. So 413-445-5943. See a caller flashing up there. So we'll take our first call. Good morning. You're on WTBR Sports Talk with Cronin and Zuck. Hello. Robbie, what's happening, Hey, buddy? what's up, what's buddy? I was there, expecting buddy. your call. I'm doing all right. You know, just hanging in there. You know, a little stomach pain through the night. You know, I'm still, like, dealing with this post <laughs> stuff, you know, from... Maybe from, maybe, maybe you're pregnant, man. I might, I might be. I, you know, I have a craving for gherkins and ice cream this morning, so anyway... <laughs> Telltale sign. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy. So, uh, boy, I tell you, those Houston Astros have the Yankees number. Don't think they don't. Well, yeah, well, they they do to a point. But yeah, I mean, I I, I get nervous every time they play Houston because Houston. And it's funny because because Jordan Alvarez. You know, I call him Jordan. Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. I'm pronouncing it correctly. I, I you know I think they should make it a little bit more for for the English speaking. But anyway, but Jordan Alvarez, who's their best player, didn't even play the other day, and then they wound up. Uh, you know, the Yanks wound up winning on a judge walk-off. But, yeah, I mean, you know, they easily could have lost all four games in that series, let's be honest. But to get no hit for 16 innings is just ridiculous. And here's what bothers me even more. And I was on the radio mm-hmm. the other day talking about this. And this is um, not one guy, not one player on that team 
through 16 innings, attempted to bunt a baseball and to lay one down just to get the hell on base. They don't know how, Rob. I mean, <laughs> come that, that on. Art, that art of bunting, that Phil Rizzuto type, uh, you know, laying down that bunt is, is antiquated. It's gone. I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, if you're, if you're sitting in the dugout and you're a major league manager, you're Aaron Boone, you're sitting there and you're like, guys, somebody lay one down. I mean, just somebody lay one down. That's what I've been. And, and the idea to say, well, you know, we don't want to do that. That's showing up the pitcher. I mean, you're out, you're out there to win. That's the job, to go and win a ball game. I don't care. And you take one for the team. I would have taken one in my leg or something, Ralph, honestly. I mean, that's hey, hey, those ridiculous. those baseball rules, you know those unwritten baseball rules you don't steal when you're up five runs, you don't bunt when you're trying to break up a no-hitter? It's, it's it wasn't bullshit. a 10 you nothing know, game. It, was, it, was, yeah, it wasn't a blowout. You just, you gotta, you, yeah, you got to do what you got to do to get on base, plain and simple. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm dead serious, Robbie, when I tell you bunting is passe. You know how you used to have batting practice? At the end of batting practice, you lay about five or six down. They don't do that anymore. They omit that part. They don't know how to bunt. They don't teach them in the minor leagues how to bunt. And it's actually beneath them to bunt. Mickey Mantle bunted. Of course. I saw plenty you know, of guys. Mantle would lay down. Mantle would lay one down the third base line when he was in a slump, and he would break out of it. Right, except for Joey Gallo, who gets four guys in the outfield against him. Like I feel bad for Gallo, but it's pathetic. The guy's hitting one seventy three, can't make any kind of adjustment. There was a caller I heard the other day about him choking up. Now we've watched Rizzo choke up. You know, at the mm-hmm. time when he has two strikes, on so, well, Gallo never does. And somebody said he doesn't know how to choke up. He's not used to it. But, I mean, I don't understand why a Major League Baseball player <laughs> hit 173 and have a career. I mean, I how is that I not know. embarrassing? I, if I was hitting 173, I'd say, you know what? I think I'm going to find myself another job. You know, maybe sanitation, perhaps, or something. Uh, you know, I mean, I just don't get it. Well, I, well, the batting average, again, no one cares about it. You right. remember how batting average was everything at one point. Right. Remember how you judge players by their batting average? And that was their main, the that was the main criteria. Are, yeah. No more. The averages are despicable in Major League Baseball. I mean, you look at the Yankees are hitting now, despite his, you know, I mean, look, Riz is having a good year. He's got 20, what, 20, 21 home runs and, you know, mm-hmm. 50, 50 runs batted in, 51 runs batted in. But the guy's hitting like 229. And I mean, Stanton's in like 240. Hicks, 222. I love Hicks. He's a switch hitter. He sucks from yeah. both sides. Isn't that yeah, great? Yeah, yeah. A 230 lifetime hitter from both sides of the plate. Yes, yeah, I know. You're a switch hitter and stink. If you're a switch hitter, shouldn't you be good from both sides or better from one side or the other? This guy's terrible from well, both sides. Well, you know, in the, the old plate. days, when you weren't good from one side, you quit hitting from that side. You just stuck to your, your strong side. I got to ask you about this. This is my next subject I was going to talk about. Brawls in baseball. I don't know if you saw this brawl between the Mariners and the Angels. They had three Mariners kicked out, nine Angels, including uh, manager yep. Phil Nevin. I mean, it looks absolutely ridiculous. You should have seen this. I don't know if you saw films of this, but I mean, I watched. I watched it on Sports Center. I mean, guys are smacking each other. It was ridiculous to watch. There was, and like I said, there was there was twelve suspensions, including uh, Phil Nevin, the uh, manager of, of the Angels. I just. You know, if, if well, you know, be, I got it, my nose broken it, in one of those brawls way back when. When I played some big time baseball myself, I wasn't in the big leagues, but I was, you know, I was right there. But I, I got my nose broken in this ridiculous war that we had one night when, you know, pitchers were throwing at each other, charging. We charged the mound. There were three different incidents in my game, and I still see it. Now, that, that goes back to about, I guess, 1981. Right. Now, fast forward 40 some odd years, they're still doing the same nonsense 
You know, they took the fighting out of hockey. Let's take the fighting out of baseball. Well, they still had the fighting in hockey, but <laughs> but they took the bench clearing brawl. Well, not, not as right. not as much though. You remember well, the, the brawls in hockey? Brawl. How it well, used yeah. to be the bench clearing brawl. Monumental, right? yeah. Because they because they you know if you're third man in or if you jump over the boards, it's the same thing in the NBA. If you come off if you come off the bench in the NBA, you're suspended. Same thing should right. be applied for baseball. I mean, I'm so tired of watching this nonsense where it looks like Pickett's charge were both you know dugouts uh, and and then both bullpens. And you see guys running across the entire field, and there's like a melee of like 50 players. You know, yeah, it's, it's a big it's, macho thing, and everybody so has ridiculous. to get involved. They all have to get involved, otherwise they're not sticking up for their teammates. They all worse. feel they they come in from the bullpen. They come in from all angles. Yep. This, yeah, this was despicable, though. I mean, you should see like the punching going. I got to check ridiculous. it out. I haven't seen oh, it. I'll ridiculous. check it out. It's just ridiculous, and it's like again, you know, you come. There should just be a rule, of course. You know, we have to have Rob Manfred, the world's worst uh, commissioner of all time, a guy who yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, he really doesn't give much of a hoot about about his job about baseball anyway. You know, call call the. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a commissioner that makes you long for Bud Selig. That'll tell you how. That'll tell you how bad he is. I, you know, Bud Selig. But Bud Selig loved baseball. Besides being an owner, uh, he loved my, the game. Right, he loved the game. It's not my. I don't know the team. My daughter does. Whatever. You know, the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm just saying. Yeah, a guy. A guy was in the auto. You know, in the automobile business, and uh, you know, made it big. And uh, you know, obviously, was the owner of the Brewers. Then became commissioner. Yeah, obviously, I'm. You know, you look at Bud Selig. There's a guy who actually cared about the game. So. Anyway, well, from you guys, are, business, us, guys yeah. are businessmen and, and just happens to be in baseball. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. So, I, so. I, well, you know, you know, getting back to the fights and all these unwritten rules and all the things you have to do. Right, right. You know, when, when a guy hits one out on you, maybe he, he rounds the bases in a, a mocking fashion. You got to hit him the next time up. All these things have to go by the boards and forget all these things because somebody's going to get killed one day. You know when they throw behind these guys' heads? Yeah. And they back right into that pitch. It's happened time and time again. You know, they used to aim for the numbers and try to hit the guy right in the back. But say you're up a little too high and you hit somebody in the head the wrong way, you're going to have a, a critical condition on the field. It's going to be horrible. These things are, should not occur. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking of looking like Rudy Stein from the Bad News Bears taking one in the back, you know. Remember, he keeps, remember Math, Math, Math Al keeps telling the Do you, you know the only guy that gets so hit bad. on the baseball field? Do you know the only guy to get hit on the baseball field and never die from the injury? Do you know who that is? Yeah, Minnie Minoso. Uh, Roy, <laughs> a guy named Chapman in 1920. Oh, okay, I gotcha. He got hit. He got hit when they used to wear regular caps on the head instead of the batting helmet. Oh, okay. And he and he later died. I think it was his name was Roy Chapman. Right. And that was the only casualty on the baseball oh, field. Okay. I yeah, think. I think I think I heard of that years ago. I'm not sure, but no, I was thinking of Minnie Minoso because he got more hit more in the head. I'm thinking of Robert Klein stick. Man, he used to do that. The Minnie Minoso. Story. Don Baylor used to oh. get hit a lot. Yes, Ron Hunt. Yes. Remember, remember, remember. But baseball is such a great, such a great game when it's played the right way. And you know, we sound like a couple of old farts here because we, we always talk about the. We always we are right. We always talk about the old days, Rob. But it's so true. Go, go through all the young guys listening to your program. There are many of them, right? Tell these guys. You should say to these guys, go back and watch a ball game just thirty years ago and look at the difference. It's so. It's so. It's like a different game. You can't even recognize the game that was played in 1990 as opposed to now. Oh yeah, the shifting at last, like last night. I mean, I keep they keep shifting. Like Joey Gallo had 
like four guys to one side, four outfielders, and it from aesthetic point of view it looks first of all looks absolutely ridiculous. It's just it's yep. it's so it's like I mean, a softball it's just, game. It's awful. Like why don't we just have a rover and just put ten guys on the field and be done with nine guys on a baseball team and just have ten because it's just absolutely ridiculous. And and they're gonna mo- supposedly modify it next year. Why don't they just get rid of it? Period. You know, let let uh, let fielding. Could you imagine Ozzy Smith? He'd say Tommy here, hey. Get the F on the other side for crying out loud. I know how to play this I position. Know. Thank you very much. You know, I like I know. It, fielding is such a beautiful thing. When I played baseball, I played I played the outfield and I played third base. Love playing third mm-hmm. base. And you know, I can't imagine not making a really great fielding play and having some guys standing two feet from me, you know, yep. and, and having another guy standing, you know, five feet from me. I mean, just it's getting it's just a, I can't. Well, you gotta outlaw shifting. the shift the way the NBA outlawed the standing in the lane. That's right, where right. the three-second violation right. rule came from. Correct. Right, 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 exactly. And, and you know about, you know, baseball is so is so wonderful because you go to the ballpark, no time constraints, you just sit there, you, you relax, you watch a game. You know, it's not just about the speed of the game, it's the way the game is played. You can play a boring game in two hours, you know, and you can play a very exciting game in three and a half hours. It just depends on what goes on during between the lines. That That's the problem. These guys can't play the game the right way anymore. Yeah, I just feel like the analytics has done a lot of things to ruin the game, whether it's whether it's the shifting or whether it's the idea of launch angle and all this other nonsense as far as hitting a baseball and the way uh, players approach hitting today. Yeah, it's the, the averages are what really bothers me. I mean, that's what bothers me more or less. Like, every guy on Oakland last night was hitting 220. It's just, I mean, not that Oakland's a good team or anything, but, you know, poor Billy Bean. How would you like to be Billy Bean, for crying out loud? Every year you have a team, and the next following year, a couple of years later, they're all gone, and you have to, you know, go back to the drawing board and try to fit, you know, you know uh, all these guys that you never heard of into a team. I mean, there was two guys I basically heard of last night in the entire Oakland lineup. Everybody else I had never heard of in my life. <laughs> you're talking Moneyball. You're talking Brad Pitt, Moneyball. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, mean, you ever see the film? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not I've, a I've not a bad it. film. No, very good film. Really, really showed showed exactly how they did this. And and you know he's had some success, but obviously not enough. But when but when your ownership is not spending a lot of money, and we could talk about too this last night. I was talking to Sean about this. How unfair is baseball when you consider that all the high payroll teams, or most of the high payroll teams, are pretty solid as far as their record goes. And then you look at low payroll teams, like the only exception might be Tampa Bay, which has a $40 million payroll. The rest of these teams will never have an opportunity. Like a kid now. Have you seen films of this kid? You have to go see films of this kid, okay? All right, O'Neal Cruz, 6'7", shortstop, plays for Pittsburgh, had his debut the other night, got hits. I heard about Runs like the wind, throws 99 miles an hour from the shorts. You see this guy throw from 99 miles an hour from the shortstop position in the hole. I mean... Wow, and he runs like the wind. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. He's like he's like like Aaron Judge. He's this huge guy and has tremendous athletic ability. But you know what? He, he plays shortstop and he's six seven. Yeah, he's six seven. He plays shortstop. It's unbelievable. You got you got to see him. You just go to YouTube and put his name in, or just Google his name, and you'll see. No, the I'll highlights. check it out when we get off. Oh, yeah, guy's, for sure. Guy's fantastic. And the funny thing is about it is that he's playing for Pittsburgh now. If he has any success in the next few years, comes up for a free agency, you know he's gone because they're not going to be able to afford him. I mean, what do, what do just, the Pittsburgh fans have to look forward to? Nothing. 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 And, it's, and it's a shame because I don't know how long ago it was, maybe at four or five years ago, they won 106 games, I think. Yeah. And they lost in the wild card game. And it's like, 
I mean, since then, I mean, every player from that team has just disappeared to another organization. You know, they've traded guys because they can't afford to sign. It's a well, the rich get richer. The rich get richer. But you know, some of these owners in these second uh, division teams, they don't, they don't spend. spend right. They don't spend. Right. They don't spend. But they could spend, Rob. I, I They're what, not exactly in the poorhouse. Exactly. They that's right. And that's the thing. And that's that's what Sean was talking about. A minimum, you know, uh, you know, type of, you know, type of. Uh, Wage, you know, that's that's spent right. by the ownership. In other words, they should have a minimum spending for owners to be able to own a you know major league franchise. In order to own this major league franchise, you have to spend eighty million dollars on your team, or else you know you can't you can't uh, own the team or whatever. There's got to put some kind of clause in there, is what I was saying. They're, they're happy making a, a profit and going home, and that that's it. They they don't care about that. They don't get the revenue from people in the seats anymore. It's all TV revenue, other type of revenue. They don't even care how much they draw. If you notice these ball, you know, and Pittsburgh is a gorgeous ballpark, you know. Yeah, PNC is nice, really nice. It's a very nice ballpark. I actually saw pictures inside. I'd never been there, but gorgeous ballpark. Some of these ballparks are gorgeous, and the teams are half-assed, but the ballparks are beautiful. Yeah, but there's there's nobody showing up to a lot of the teams, and and because a lot of the attendance is there, not there because the team's not good. And, well, how about the Florida Marlins? The, money. Florida, the Florida Marlins. They have a nice ballpark. They have a fan base, just Yankees fans. When the Yankees come to to <laughs> Florida, Mets, they flock, they flock the to the ballpark. They come in droves, but ordinarily they're drawing about six thousand people. Right. So the Mets took two out of three from Florida. They went down. were down in Miami the last couple of days. They lost last night. Mets fans. Walk. Yeah, Mets fans. They were on a walk off home run, but it was majority Mets fans the other night. I mean, for the you know for the three games, it was a majority of Mets fans. I mean, it, baseball doesn't work as well in Florida. And obviously, Tampa Bay's been a success down there. You can't. Uh, you know, what they do is just remarkable when you consider how much they actually, uh, you know, put into their payroll, like $40 million, and have been able to win, you know, divisions and get to World Series and so forth. So, I mean... Let me, let me ask you a question. If they let uh, Judge walk the Yankees... Yep. Would you be would you be destroyed? Would you would you uh, grieve? Would you would you feel like it no. was a, a funeral? No, I wouldn't. And if he leaves, he's crazy. If you you know this this is interesting because I asked this the other day. I think I was talking to uh, I can't remember which radio host, uh, but I was talking about something that had to do with judge. Oh, I was saying that you know if the guy let's say for example the guy the, the Yankees offer him thirty five mil okay all right, mm-hmm. for seven years all right each seven thirty five mil a year for seven years all right which would make him thirty eight I guess at the end because he's almost thirty one thirty eight at the end of his mm-hmm. contract okay so let's say they offer him that that money and let's say a guy like Ari Moreno in L A or you know San Diego or San Francisco or even Steve Cohen for that matter offers him forty mm-hmm. forty million dollars okay. The question is, are you going to go for the money or are you going to want to be a Yankee? I mean, if you're not impressed or happy with $35 million and $5 million to go play on the West Coast so that nobody sees you at 11 o'clock at night because three-quarters of the country is sleeping, yeah. I mean, do you really want to be there? That's a good point. Do you that's really, a I mean, very good point I mean, is, about, the, there, about the West Coast. Yeah. Isn't there something magical about wearing the pinstripes or wearing the Boston Red Sox uniform or wearing a uniform that's, you know, that's a, a tradition in baseball? Good. You want to go to the Seattle Mariners? Go. Nobody's stopping I'm you. I'm sure that plays a part. It doesn't play the part it used to, though. I you mean, know, New, New York doesn't have the cachet it once did. I, you know, Yankees still have a lot of cachet. When he hit the home run, yeah, when he hit the home run. Not quite as much. But think right. about this. Judge Judge is from the West Coast. Though. I know. I know, but when he hit so the home run. He can easily go back there for an extra five mil. 
That's true, but I mean, the other thing, uh, the other day, I, when he was going to hit the walk-off home run, I was yelling, show me the money, show me the money. Because, because <laughs> I sent the video, yeah, I said, show me the, because, you know, I was quoting Jerry Maguire, but seriously, it's like, just, you know, they went up for arbitration, they didn't give him $21 million. it's like, they went up for arbitration, he said $17 million, went for arbitration, up for 22 and I'm like, you know, they turned him down for 22 it's like, they should have just given him 37 and been done with, I mean, it's so ridiculous, if you think of all the... Well, well guys like Boris, guys so, like Boris just, the agent destroyed the game, well, no, they, he's not they Boris, started destroying it 30-some odd Boris years ago, his this, agent, guy, this guy's the main culprit, you know. Right, but he's not his agent, the thing is that his agent... Right, I, I understand, but guys, oh, but yeah, guys oh, took yeah. from him... And they followed his lead, Absolutely. and they got these players going oh, yeah. for the extra three million, no matter what. Absolutely, yeah, no problem. Anyway, look what happened. Uh, look at look at. Uh, how about Lindor for the Mets? They offered him a king's ransom. He was going to hold out. He was going to go elsewhere. And then finally, they finally they caved, and yeah, they gave him ridiculous amount of, of money. And the guy's not even that good. He's a little past his prime. I don't know. He's not the player he used to be. But get, but mark mark my words. Aaron Judge goes elsewhere. The Yankees fans are going to complain. They're going to go nuts. But I'll tell you, if a guy wants five million to go elsewhere, I let him go. Let I him say, go. don't hit the, don't let the door hit you on the way out, man. Yeah. If you want to be so unloyal, disloyal, you want to be so disloyal and leave, right? Then that's your prerogative. I mean, you know, it's you know how much like we always talk about how much money do you need? You're playing in New York. You're, you know, you're playing on a, a quality team every year that has a challenge. A chance to challenge for for a championship, and you're you're being endorsed by the biggest city uh, in a with a TV, a TV contract uh, in yes that you know is broadcasting all over the country. I mean your your jersey's selling like crazy. Uh, it's just you know he's the face of baseball he's, right now. He's but... got a he's got a lifelong deal here in New York. The, the, the fans adore the guy. The guy's a five-two player. He's a great player. I've seen him play. He's a, he's a specimen and a half. The guy looks like an Adonis. He's got everything yeah. going for him. But I'll tell you something: that the pressure is so strong. Now the other players don't don't uh, really like the idea when players take less money to stay because it makes the market go down. Right, and that's what's if so ridiculous. Act, if he gets millions more to go to San Francisco and he ends up staying here, he'll catch flack from the other players and the the association for not taking the money because, right. again, that market goes down. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know I agree with you. I just think it's just, I mean, like I said, how much money do you need? And the thing is that, you know, it's not like the Yankees are a bad team. And the thing is that, you know, the players – the players love playing with you, and he, you know he really is the face of baseball right now. You know Trout's having a good year and stuff like that, but Trout's not as not as good right now as, as Aaron Judge is. Aaron Judge is even better, you know. So anyway, but uh, hey, brother. So listen, I hope Cindy's doing well. I'm going to go to a break. Yeah, but, hey, I'm uh, just going to say about Cindy. Cindy, yeah. Cindy always listens. She's listening right oh, thanks. now. All right. And you know I, I love her. I love her so much. She's doing well after. Good, her, you know she's actually in, in a recovery mode. And it's a long process, a lot of you know, a lot of painful days and nights. But yeah. she had some complicated surgery, and yeah. she's doing really well. Yeah, and and I, I, you know, she's just fantastic. But right. yeah. yeah, and we're we're here, we're we're listening. Of course, we'll 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 hear the rest of the show. Let me let me leave you with this. Are you going to be on tonight? Are you going to be on tonight? Yeah, I'll be on tonight. Be on eight o'clock tonight. Okay, I'll tune in. A lot of things to do. A lot of things myself. to talk about. Did you hear about Rudy Giuliani getting hit in the supermarket, getting no. patted on the back? No, did it get away with lisp? Oh, hey, they said. Well, the, sto the story is some, some guy that disagreed with him and an anti-Trumpster patted him on the back in an appearance that he was making at the, at the shop right in uh, Staten Island. Okay. And Giuliani's making a big mess about it. He's going to have this guy put in jail forever. He's going to file 
suit. He's making a big thing about it. We'll talk about that on the show. It's going to be interesting. Sounds good, man. All right, bro. But anyway, yeah. hey, thank you for thank you for thank having you, me. Man. Thank you for coming again. on, bro. <laughs> you know, like, hey, any, anytime. We'll talk, I'll talk to you soon. Right, good, pal. buddy. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Lots of love. Okay, bye. Ralph Romeo checking in right there on his normal Tuesday slot. 413-445-5943 right here on the number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. The Pittsfield 4th of July is back with a bang. And so is Pittsfield Community Television's live coverage. Join PTCV on July 4th beginning at 9.30 a.m. for live parade coverage from South Street in Pittsfield on PCTV Access, Pittsfield Channel 1301. PCTV Select. And on the Pittsfield Community Television Facebook page, live coverage of the 4th of July Parade is supported by Greylock Federal Credit Union. Speaking of Greylock Federal, Federal Credit Union, my band HB Funk and Company will be opening up next Wednesday for Live on the Lake. That'll be at 6 o'clock down in Anota Lake. Should be fun. I've never been there, so I'll be on stage. Everybody says it's crazy. And I said, well, you know what? I'll be, in, I'll be on stage, so the craziness will be below me. But uh, anyway, come on out 6 o'clock and uh, Live on the Lake. Uh, uh, it's going to be fantastic this summer. We're honored to play. We've been waiting for four years. It's really nice to get back to do, doing what I love to do. And uh, it's been a long stretch, two and a half years with all the COVID craziness. And uh, it was tough. And like even just things that I normally do for, you know, for a living, just like even going and playing in some of the nursing homes or playing for, you know, f- playing for, you know, some of the uh, places around here locally. It was tough. You know, there's just no way to play except for on virtual. So, uh so I'm glad that, uh, you know, we're back in a plane and we've been back for about a year rehearsing. So on the road and looking for uh, lots of uh, great things this summer. Anyway, we'll be back, take a few messages, and uh, and then uh, we'll uh, hopefully get some phone calls. 445-5943 right here on Cronin the Zook right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. WTBR FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Krepke here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. Hello, Phil Tierney here. The host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. 
Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association Start Program, visit heart.org slash start. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. You guys rock. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on a Tuesday. As always, Cronin and Zook right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Zook going solo today as we bring down House Party there with uh, the Jay Giles Band. 413-445-5943. Thanks to Ralph Romeo for joining us right here on the program. It's always great and entertaining. And Ralph has a great show uh, on the uh, airwaves at WPAT. So check him out sometime. He's an outstanding broadcaster. Always has great subjects to talk about. He's uh, just uh, a great friend. And I wish Cindy the best. And thanks for tuning in as always, gang. We really appreciate it. So 413-445-5943. Going to get into a little hoops here with the Knicks. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, the Nets, too. Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's coming back, folks. I guess Durant wants him back, and uh, what was he going to do? Nobody really wanted him, so Kyrie Irving picks up his his option. I was like 35-plus million, whatever. I mean, it's just the money's just so ridiculous. The money is $35 million. Hey, we got a phone call, so let's take our phone call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Hang on one second here. Hello, you're on the airwaves on WTBR. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Robbie, it's your, uh, it's uh, Cronin here. Oh, yeah, what's going on, Sean? How you doing, buddy? Thanks for calling in. I guess you want to talk some hoops. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, we'll love to talk about Kyrie Irving. Realize Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm you glad you called. How you feeling? Want. How you feeling? I didn't know you were going to call. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm glad you did. I miss you. I'm, I'm looking at Claude Rains on the other side of the glass here, you know, <laughs> the invisible man, you know. Oh, oh Claude well, No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> Oh man! No, I'm just saying he realized nobody wanted him, and you know, and, and he decided to take. Over why would you? Why would anybody want him? Even the Knicks, even the Knicks that are desperate, didn't want him. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable, what a really. Choice to make, oh, thirty-six and a half million dollars. Oh, you poor guy. To play twenty-six games, that's probably what he'll do. He'll sit out again this year, you know, with the whole vaccination nonsense. Oh, poor I guy. just laugh, you know. I just laugh at the Nets for what they did, and I knew this was going to happen. When you take three guys like that, and you know, Durant, I know, just wants to play basketball, but Durant, you know, let's face it, Durant is. Those guys aren't leaders, all right. In my opinion, they're just not. You know what I'm saying? And Durant's a great player, and, and Irving's a great player too. But Irving's a head case, and Durant wanted to come here. He turned out 31 million from Golden State would have been easy to stay at Golden State, and I, I give him credit for coming or wanting to do that. But I mean, then they go out and get Harden, and really. The team under Kenny Atkinson, when he was coaching, and the players they had, the, you know, the Spencer Dinwiddies of the world and those guys, I mean, there was a good team. And all they needed to really add was a guy 
you know, like 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 KD, and and he should have just added him instead of all this nonsense. But he wanted you know Kyrie Irving to come in everywhere Irving has gone, whether it's Cleveland, Boston, the Nets. He's been an absolute disaster. It's ridiculous, except for Cleveland winning the championship in, in Boston and the Nets. It's been a, you know it's a drama show every time you know he, he he doesn't take the court. He does take the court. He's in the press conference. The things he says. It just I'm sick and tired of it. I really am. I couldn't care less whether he plays in New York or, or Brooklyn or not, you know, quite frankly. But he's back with the Nets. So. And then uh, John Wall is going to, uh, I guess, uh, sign with the, uh, with the Clippers. From what I heard, he's played about 40 games in the last three years. So John Wall going out to L.A. to play with the Clippers. That'll be pretty good, right? Oh, Sean's gone. That was interesting. <laughs> Sean, what happened? <laughs> Spill your cup of coffee there. Give us a call back. So 413-445-5943. Don't know what happened to Sean. Maybe he'll give us a call back there. A little trouble with the phone lines this morning. Can't figure that one out. Hey, buddy, if you hear me on the airwaves there, just give us a call right back, okay? But uh, as I was saying, uh, yeah, John Wall re-signing. Uh, not re-signing. going to be signed with the Clippers. And John Wall, I mean, and like I said, he hasn't played that much. I think he's played like 40 games the last three years. He's been, you know, banged up and so forth. And uh, so that's a nice combination when you have, uh, you know, the uh, the guys out there that, they, you know, that are, um, you know, pretty good players. Obviously, Paul George is out there and uh, Leonard's out there. So they got they got a really good, you know, team, you know, with, with the addition of John Wall and, and Kyrie Irving and, and, excuse me, and uh, Kawhi, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard and then Ben Paul George. So. Uh, the Knicks. So let's get to the Knicks right now. The Knicks go out and they take the 11th pick. They take the kid from France, okay? And they decide to trade him to Oklahoma City. They get back three highly protected first-round picks. So now they have like 11 picks, I think, in the first round. And now they're now they're, their whole idea now is to go after Jalen Brunson from Dallas. Now, Brunson had a really good year last year, okay? 16.3 points per game, 4.9, uh, 4.8 assists. Uh, 50 cent, uh, 54% from two, 37 from, from three. So 56.7, that's four, fourth in the NBA behind. I, I, I think only Kevin Durant and Drew Holiday uh, were, were, were better than 56.7 with fourth in the NBA. So, um, yeah, so Brunson had a really good year. So evidently, Leon Rose, who is the you know president of the Knicks, used to be Brunson's agent, and Jalen Brunson's dad uh, is coaching now with the Knicks under Tom Thibodeau. So we'll see. I mean, I think Mark Cuban can offer him $20 million as well as the Knicks, So, but he's going to be at least $20 million to get Brunson. Will he help? I think certainly. I mean, I think he's a good player. I mean, can he play in New York? Who knows? I mean, but the Knicks are so desperate now to find a point guard. It's just ridiculous. I mean, we wanted to see them trade down from the kid, you know, f- you know from, um, from Purdue, uh, Ivy, they wanted to see you know a trade down, and obviously that didn't happen. So I mean, this organization is just ridiculous. I mean, it's a joke, and they still got what now f- four years for Julius Randle, which was an absolutely ridiculous contract, and then they go obviously they gave they gave you know Fournier another three years, Burks has another two years, Noel has another two years on his contract. So I have no idea what these guys are going to do, quite frankly, I really don't. And they have plenty of first round picks. I mean, can we trade some of these picks? To get some established players, some players that can play now for a play now coach under Tom Thibodeau. He's a win now guy. So let's go out and get some win now players, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Go out and get some guys that play, you know, win now basketball because you got a coach now. I don't think he's great with the young players, but I mean, they're, they're talking about getting Brunson. So offer Brunson a contract and let's get him there. And the question is, is it going to be matched by, by Cuban? I mean, like I said, Cuban's got plenty of money. There's no problem with Mark Cuban when it comes to money, so we'll see. But uh, 
you know, the, the Knicks are just a disaster. And Kyrie Irving, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I don't want any part of him. So now he's back with the Nets. We'll see how many games he plays. We'll see if all this insanity goes away with the vaccinations and what they're what he's going to do and so forth. But, I mean, the, the guy's a disaster. I mean, he really is. And I have no respect for him at all. I really lost a lot of respect. I think he's a great player, but he's never on the basketball court. And he makes, he makes everything worse around him. It's almost like he's a poison. So, I, I've, you know, I don't, I don't really care whether the guy plays or what he plays for, quite frankly. I mean, I think it's just ridiculous that, uh, you know, that the Nets brought him back. But the problem was nobody else wanted him. So that's it. So he takes his $35.5 million salary in place for the Nets this year. So, and then uh, he will be back and Durant will be back. We'll see what they do. And we'll see what the Knicks do. Obviously, like I said, they're, they're interested in, in getting Jalen Brunson. We'll see, obviously, what it takes to get Brunson. I'm saying $20 million plus a year for this guy, how long they sign him for. Will he come and play for his dad? That might be interesting, playing for your dad. Would you like that? Yeah. Coming to New York, maybe leaving Dallas and coming to the Knicks. So it seems like nobody wants to come to the Knicks. You know, it's crazy. It really does. Like, nobody wants to come here. And when players, you know, wanted to play in New York years ago and play for the Knicks. But uh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how the Knicks are, you know, in the same building as the Rangers are. You know, and we'll talk a little bit about hockey. I was hoping my resident hockey guy, uh, Dr. Robert Freed, would give us a call today. And, uh, if, Rob, if you're out there, if you want to discuss uh, the Stanley Cup finals and the Rangers future and the future of the National Hockey League and some of the interesting things that are going to go on in the offseason, certainly give us a call. 413-445-5943. We missed Mr. Cronin there. Hopefully he'll call back. Sean, if you're there, give us a call back, all right? <laughs> I know he just kind of disappeared. I hope I hope his dad's okay because I know he's he's doing some stuff with his dad today. So hopefully everything's okay. But uh, so yeah, I'm really psyched. We got uh, a lot of great uh, shows coming up today. Uh, continuous music right here on, uh, on WTBR, and then of course four o'clock is the uh, Beatles Forever, which is my favorite show on here, and that's on from four to six. And uh, you should go on our website. We have a great website, lots of shows. I mean, there's great shows. Mundo Latino is a great show on Friday. Uh, Phil Tierney does an amazing show, Berkshire Jazz. Uh, the Mix is great. Uh, another one I listen to is Random Draw on Saturdays. And also the Morning Drive show you can catch uh, in the mornings here uh, every day. And uh, there's just a lot of really good things going on here at WTBR. Stop down in the studio. If you're interested in doing a show, stop down. I mean, this is what I love to do, so this is why I'm doing it. And I've done music shows. I think I've done every format known to man, except for uh, Spanish programming. That's the only one I haven't done. So so anyway, let's talk about the NHL, my favorite sport. And if anybody wants to chime in and talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup Finals and about the Colorado Avalanche, what an amazing game they played, especially in the third period the other night. Probably the best defensive game I've seen from any team on the road in a game in which they had a chance to win the cup, you know, and, and a clinching game. And early in the game, Tampa scores. Tampa played a really good period. And it's interesting because Tampa had this time off against the Rangers. And the Rangers got tired. Tampa just disposed of Florida, was off for like 10 days, came back. The Rangers won the first two games. Well, it's almost like the same thing happened. Tampa just ran out of gas because Colorado swept Edmonton. Colorado was off for like nine days, and here comes Tampa off a tough series against the Rangers, which went six. And all of a sudden, now Tampa's getting tired, and they just did not have their legs in the third period. Colorado gave up two shots. In the entire period, Darcy Kemper had a field day standing down at the other end of the ice. It was one of the greatest defensive uh, forechecking periods I've ever seen as, as an NHL fan. And congratulations to Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar 
And all the players on Colorado, they were just absolutely fantastic. And congratulations, too, to Tampa. What an amazing run. I feel sorry. Even though I can't stand I feel sorry for Corey Perry, who won the Cup with the Ducks, but it was a three-time loser back-to-back-to-back playing for Dallas in the Bubbles uh, series a couple of years ago and uh, lost uh, to uh, Tampa. And then last year, played for the Montreal Canadiens and lost to Tampa. And this year, he puts on a Tampa Bay uniform, thinking if you can't beat him, join him and ends up losing uh, in the series to Colorado. So Corey Perry, the three-time loser now, as I call him. He's just a he, – I can't stand the guy, honestly. I mean, he's just a dirty little chippy player, you know, but uh, a guy who's been a, a warrior in this league and a real good player in this league for a long time, and uh, I kind of feel sorry for the guy. And Pat Maroon had won three in a row, was looking for four in a row. But I'm really happy for guys in one of the first cups, like Edward Cagliano, you, you know, a guy who's been in the league for a while, and then, you know, guys like Jack Johnson who have been in the league for a while. I can't believe Jack Johnson's 35. I mean, I saw him play in the Olympics as a kid. And then, you know, a lot of these guys that were, uh, you know, playing for a long time. I think of Eric Johnson, who's been on a team, what, 13, 14 years in the league, uh, playing for the uh, Avalanche. This is a team that five years ago only had 48 points. And it's just amazing. And, of course, you know, Nathan McKinnon is one of the best players in all of hockey. Finally showed up, you know, for a big game in Game 6. I thought he was outstanding. Um, You know, Nazem Kadri coming back. I mean, he had a really great game. Um, they just and, and Kale McCarr, what can you say? This guy is probably the best defenseman to come along since Bobby Orr. He had 28 goals this year. He won the Calder Trophy as the Rookie of the Year three years ago. This year, year he wins the Norris Trophy for Best Defenseman, wins the Smythe Trophy for Best Player in the playoffs, and then wins the Stanley Cup. And he's only 23, 23 years old, and that's a scary thing for Kale McCarr. But what a wonderful player to watch. This guy's absolutely fantastic. Anybody want to talk about hockey or basketball or baseball or anything else in sports, give us a call here, 413 445 5943 right here on WTBR Sports Talk. We're here every Tuesday. Sean Cronin and myself, Robbie Zucker, and uh, and uh, we, we have a lot of fun at this station. So, But anyway, um, we are going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll be back again. I'll talk a little bit more about NHL or NBA or baseball, about anything you want to talk about uh, right after these messages. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org slash start. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. At Pittsfield Community Television, we have a saying. Anyone can learn to create television. With the support of trained production staff, we can teach you how to professionally operate a camcorder, use editing software to tell a story, work as a team in a production studio, and take those skills into the community. If you've been curious as to how video production works, we'd love to have you as a member. Visit us online at pittsfieldtv.org or call us at 445-4234 for more information. Hi, my name is Bill Sturge and I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30 
The goal of my program is to inform, educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests, political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PCTV. Thank you. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Diabetes is a killer. After I was diagnosed, I had no pain. I didn't feel sick, so I didn't listen to my doctor. Then it struck. I had a heart attack, then a stroke, and I was only 49. If only I'd known. If only I'd listened. People with diabetes are two to four times more likely to suffer a stroke than people without diabetes. And many who survive are severely disabled. You can reduce your risk of stroke by lowering your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol. You should also talk to your health care provider about taking aspirin. And if you smoke, get help to quit. To learn more about reducing your risk of stroke, call 1-800-DIABETES for your free diabetes survival guide. It's not too late. Don't let diabetes destroy your life. A message from the American Diabetes Association and the American College of Cardiology. Check it out, it's the Terminator. Hey, when'd you get back, huh? Did you have to shoot anyone? Why are you so distant? Are you not happy to see me? So what's the deal? You gonna get a job now or what? Why are you being so jumpy? Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, Cronin and the Zook is always on Tuesday. Uh, Cronin out of the studio and uh, feeling a little bit under the weather. He called before and then he disappeared, so I don't know what happened to Sean. Sean, if you want to give us a call back, it's fine. Got about 10 minutes left in the program, so I was talking about Colorado last night. Uh, not last night, on uh, Sunday winning the uh, Stanley Cup. And uh, just uh, unbelievable you know, what they did uh, as far as uh, only losing four games within the entire playoffs. Just pretty much amazing. Sweeping Nashville and sweeping Edmonton, and uh, you know, just taking care of business in six games against an incredible Tampa Bay team that had an amazing run. 
two straight cups, and then a third uh, trip to the finals. And let's face it, they're going to be back next year. That group's going to be back, Steven Stamkos and Kucherov. And obviously, Braden Point was a huge loss for them. He might be their best player overall, Braden Point, uh, Tampa Bay. He was tremendous the last two years when they won the cup, and uh, they really missed him. They absolutely missed him uh, in, in this series, and, and certainly didn't miss him in the Rangers series, but they really missed him in this series as uh, you know, Tampa just got – they ran out of gas at the end of the, of the, end of the night. And uh, it was interesting. I was watching the third period, and they just couldn't skate. I mean, they just were like skating in mud. It was just unbelievable to watch uh, Colorado. It was just so much faster and, and uh, so much quicker and really – you know, you could see where the extra rest really helped Colorado. So four one three four four five five nine four three. Love to hear from you. And uh, again, the Pittsfield Fourth of July is back with a bang, and so is Pittsfield Community Television's live coverage. Join PCTV on July fourth, beginning at nine thirty a.m. for live parade coverage from South Street in Pittsfield on PCTV Access Pittsfield Channel thirteen oh one. So PTCV uh, select. And on the Pittsfield Community Television Facebook page, that's right, live coverage of the 4th of July parade is supported by Greylock Federal Credit Union. So hopefully we'll see everybody out there for the parade, which is always a lot of fun. I've been part of the parade. I've watched the parade. So walked around, had people had me glasses of water as I was as I was schwitzing, walking down, walking down all the streets in Pittsfield during the parade on July 4th. So. Anyway, give us a call if you get a chance right now. we got about seven minutes left in the program. And uh, tonight, more baseball. And uh, we have, uh, obviously, the uh, Red Sox continue their series up in Toronto. And the Yankees continue their series against the Oakland A's. The Mets will be playing the Houston Astros for the next two games. So, and, you know, the Mets, with all their injuries, you know, continue to win. And I get so much flack from Mets fans. Like, they're always so worried. You know, the shoe's going to drop off. Look, you're going to get Scherzer back. Hopefully you get DeGrom back. And, I mean, to me, if I look at both teams, the Mets and the Yankees and the Red Sox, they can compare these teams. To me, when you compare the Red Sox, you know, they're, they're a little bit more like the Mets. You know, they, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, there's home run hitters, but there's not a lot of home run hitters. The Yankees are built on a lot of home runs. And to me, the Mets are actually built a little bit better than the Yankees are in terms of a short series of the playoffs. So I'd like to see the Yankees go out and get themselves a, you know, a hitter that can, you know, that can lead off. And the guy I'm thinking about is Andrew Benatendi. And there's been rumors about Benatendi going to the Mets and to the Yankees. I mean, he's available, so the Yankees ought to go get him because the Yankees need a legitimate leadoff hitter. If Yankee fans are out there and they want to talk about this, 413-445-5943, like I said, about eight minutes remaining in the program. You know, the thing is that with the Yankees, it's like we know how much they rely on home runs. We understand that. And for the last few years in the playoffs, they haven't had the success that they've, they've really wanted simply because I believe they're not a line drive contact team. They're a team that strikes out a lot. They're a team that relies too much heavily on home runs. This year, they've hit a lot of home runs. They've scored a lot of runs. Now, there's been difference a little bit between this team and last year's teams in the last few years. Uh, there's a little bit more contact, uh, a little bit more speed. Um, we see guys hitting with runners in scoring position better than they have the last few years because that's been one of the biggest problems for the Yankees was leaving runners all over the place. And, yeah, they still leave runners, but not as much as last uh, year and the, a couple of years you know, prior to that. So, But um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. I mean, right now it's just ridiculous. I mean, 54-20 is just, you know, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, no, you know, who, who can complain about a team that's, that's, so, that's been so amazing this season and has a 12-game lead? But like I said, in baseball, you never know. I think if the pitching staff stays healthy, I think they'll be fine. Um, I think Cash might even add uh, another you know, pitcher in the bullpen. This, you know, we got Chapman coming back, Lewisica coming back. Uh, I thought Albert Abreu did a terrific job last night pitching two innings uh, of, of shutout ball. So, 
you know, we'll see what happens. Um, actually, pitched two, uh, two and one third of an inning last night because Montgomery went uh, six and six and two thirds, I believe. So, and Jordan, you know, he struggled for one inning, but overall, he pitched pretty well. And he's pitched pretty well this year, and they've actually given given him run support, which is something he hadn't done in the past. So, for Jordan Montgomery, but as far as the Mets go, you know, people have to understand this is a really good team, and they're in first place. And what did they think? They thought the Braves were going to stink all year. I mean, the Braves are tremendous. And I have to say something, honestly, about Freddie Freeman in general and the fact that, you know, you watch Freddie Freeman's press conference. He's in tears. He's crying. To me, he looked like a fool. Because if you were so satisfied about going to the Dodgers and being a Dodger, you know, it's an emotional situation for you. I understand you're coming back to a place you were with for a dozen years. You're an all-star. You know, people love you in Atlanta. You leave Atlanta. You go to the Dodgers. They give you $29 million for, I don't know, seven years, whatever it was, you know, $29 million a year. This huge, giant contract. You're from, you know, California. So you go back and play there, you know, and, and you come to Atlanta to receive your ring. And, yeah, it's emotional. He and, you know, he and Snicker are, are hugging and, you know, the fans. I mean, of course, they had a love affair with Freddie Freeman. But the thing is, is, is the grass really greener on the other side? Was it worth all that money to leave an organization you've been with for, for 12 years? You got your heart there. I mean, you know, the guy, he looked like a fool crying because if he was really satisfied about going to the Dodgers, he'd be fine. He'd be like, he'd accept his ring. He'd be proud. He'd say, wow, it was great playing here. I love it. And I'm really enjoying my time in L.A. But you could see his heart is still in Atlanta. And that's the thing, you know. And when you look at some of these guys that take off, you know, um, I'm thinking of Corey Seager now. Would he have gotten the contract from the Dodgers? Who knows? Because Trey Turner's playing short right now. They had maybe a decision to make. He'd assign one guy, and Turner's got another year left on his contract. So, you know, the question for me is, like, is it better to make a lot more money to play with a lousy team, or is it better to make a good amount of money and even you know, a good amount of money? What's a good amount of money in Major League Baseball? It's like ridiculous. I mean, is it better to, to like for a judge, like we talk about Aaron Judge all the time, if Artie Marino or the San Diego Padres or any team on the West Coast gives him a bigger contract or Steve Cohen of the Mets decides he's going to give him $40 million instead of the Yankees offer for $35 million, what's he going to do? Is he going to go where the money is? Is he going to go where the pinstripes? Does he really care about playing for the Yankees? Is it all a bunch of nonsense? I mean, is it really, he says he wants to be a Yankee. He said the other day, he said he's the best player on the team. He quoted that, right? I think he was trying to say something else, but it came out as the best player on the team. I was like shocked because usually when you listen to Aaron Judge, he's pretty humble, you know, when it comes to, you know, his post-game press conferences or interviews with Meredith Marakovich and uh, – and uh, it, it was just kind of weird, Meredith Marakovich. And so uh, I was just curious when he said that. And it was just like, I don't know if it was a slip of the tongue, but saying he was the best player on the team. Well, he is the best player on the team. And he's carried the team the whole year, really. He's been unbelievable. He really has. And uh, he just continues to get clutch hits. He's finally getting walk-offs. The Yankees have had 10 walk-off wins this season. I think 24, 25 come from behind wins. So, I mean, he's been great. And I was yelling, show me the money the other day because Aaron was, you know, he's been unbelievable. So the question for me is, how much are the Yankees going to offer him? And what's he going to do? And if another team offers him more money, will he go? And like I said, the grand, look at Javi Baez playing in Detroit. You know, they showed him the money, and now he's playing for a lousy team. Like I said, Seager's in, 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 with the Rangers. Not bad, but they're certainly not the Dodgers. And Simeon's there in Texas, signed a huge contract. and He's not in Toronto anymore, and I think Toronto misses him after he hit 40 home runs last year and had a tremendous year. It was definitely a candidate for MVP last year, uh, uh, you know, Simeon. And uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, the Yankees just continue to roll. The Red Sox have been playing unbelievable baseball. And nobody's really paying attention because the Yankees are so far in front. But right now, the Red Sox stand a dozen games behind the Yankees. 
And the Yankees and the Red Sox play 16 more times this year. So who says the Red Sox can come up with a four-game series in a couple of weeks, you know, and, and start getting some, some momentum back? So we'll see. I mean, all teams go through slumps. They all do. They all go through slumps. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, the Yankees continue to, uh, to be great and continue to have fun. But like I said, you know, a lot of this, the Yankee baseball is reliant on home runs, and I'd like to see them get a guy like Andrew Benintendi who can be a leadoff hitter in front of LeMayu. Now you're talking about table setters. He's a guy who can, you know, can hit for average. He's got speed. I don't want to see any part of Joey Gallo. I mean, Joey Gallo's hitting 173. It's an absolute joke. And then a Major League Baseball player that hits 173. It's incredible. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day. Sean will be back next week at his regular seat across to me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> anyway, everybody have an awesome day. Enjoy the weather outside. And uh, come down and see us live at the lake, HB Funk, July 6, 6 o'clock, live on the lake. And uh, remember, tune in for Pittsfield Suns baseball always right here on WTBR. And stay tuned for more programming. Beatles forever.